preview. Throwdown, man, we got a great show in store for you, everyone. Eric the Honey is joining me, and I am EJ the Rainmaker. Oh my God, Eric, we have so much to discuss, my man. What has happened, Eric? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you, Rainmaker? It's getting chilly up yeah. here uh, in the north. Yeah, I know what you mean, man, because I'm coming to you from Green Bay, Wisconsin, right now, and I know all about what you're talking about, man, because my wife and I are obviously going to the Green Bay New York Giants game this weekend at Lambeau Field. So, dude, this is great, man. We took a we took a stadium tour today, and oh my God, I stood on the 50 yard line today, man. Wait till you see the pictures. I'm gonna share them with you later. Holy cow, man! This this city is pretty cool, Eric. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing, Rainmaker, man, all the tradition and being able to walk around the stadium and stand on the 50-yard line and walk through the tunnel, man. What, what a great day for you, man. I'm happy for you guys. Well, you kidding me, man. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, more important things to tackle here, man. We got some games to throw down around here. Of course, man, if you are not paying attention to what my man Eric the Hunt is doing at GetMoreSports.com and putting up preview after preview, handing out winner after winner, How'd you do last weekend, man? How'd you do last weekend with your write-up, sir? Yeah, you know, I did pretty good. Uh, people should go over and take a look. I think I was 7-3 uh, and three out of 10 of them. So uh, if people paid a little bit of shun over there, they made a little bit of money. And uh, I see I uh, bounced back last night with a couple of nice picks. And uh, I fed everybody the uh, Tulsa SMU uh, over tonight, and uh, they got uh, 27 points in the first quarter. So, here we go. <laughs> here we go. And that doesn't even include all the stuff that we handed out on the podcast last week. All the stuff that Eric's talking about now is just a write-up. So, hopefully you caught our show last week because we tore it up around here. I imagine everybody was listening, tuning in again, saying, all right, I hope these guys put out a show this week because they know what the hell they're talking about. And Yes, we do, man. Yes, we do. <laughs> Eric, man, we're, start, we're starting with the Red River rivalry today, man. Are you ready for some Texas-Oklahoma football, man? I know you wrote this up on GetMoreSports.com, so tell everybody, give, give everybody a little insight of what we can expect here, man. Yeah, man, the 111th meeting between <laughs> these two clubs. I mean, that's just pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It's, it's a kind of an interesting game. We, uh, You know, we got teams that uh, – Got coaches on the hot seat over there. Even Bob Stoops is still a little bit of fire. So I have a feeling the kids are going to be showing up and giving their offer to their coaches, man. It's a big game. Yeah, and uh, this line's been flying around, man. I, you know, when, when we actually uh, discussed what games we were going to be doing this week and we put the Red River rivalry in there, you know, the, the Texas is getting 10, 10 and a half or something. And, uh, man, you know, obviously when we get ready for the show, we, you know, things move, man. I'm, I'm seeing 30. And a half now, and his total is up to seventy-three. I, I know it was actually seventy-four at one point. Now, try to, how does the line go towards the favorite? Another three points, and the total doesn't move. We had this happen last week, man, where a line move was significant, and the total really never moved. And I, I know you're going to discuss the total here 
And I like what you're doing, man, because I, I think I expect exactly what you expect here. I mean, look, as a cotton ball, the two coaches who know what is at stake here, like you mentioned, because Bob Stoops is certainly on the hot seat, man. If you want to tell me Charlie Strong isn't ready to and then move on, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to get pissed in pretty quick. If they lose three in a row and the third game is to Oklahoma, man, ow, yeah, this is not going to go over well in Texas if they, go, if they get beat down again, man. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. Mr. Strong over there uh, is on the oh. hot seat. And, you know, because of that, it, they kind of had a little changing of the guard there. You know, he's known for his defensive coaching over there at Florida and, and Louisville when he was with Louisville, and he's decided he's going to take over the defensive play calling. Uh, obviously, he's figured he's going to put his fate in his own hands. So we'll see if that makes a difference. Uh, that Texas defense has been porous. Yeah, didn't work out too well, man. Um, I mean, uh, 49 points to Oklahoma State in your first appearance as your defensive coordinator probably isn't going to be seen as something very good, man. <laughs> so now he's going to pick up the piece. This team's giving up 47 points to everybody, man. Uh, let's just move right to where we're going here because I know you're touching this total, and I can't blame you at all, man. I, I don't care what I do unless they bring in – who can they bring in? That old Pittsburgh Steeler? Uh, uh, who are they going to bring in? <laughs> There's no one they can bring in here to help the situation in Texas, man. This defense is a sieve. You can't just bring some guy in and say, here, fix this. <laughs> it's, it's not how it works, man. It's just not how it works. I think Texas is in trouble here. You know, I took them last week. I thought they might be able to hang out, hang around, but, uh, you yeah, know, they let me down, obviously. And they were in that game I, to lose by 18 like that. Oh, my God, Eric. You taking the total here or what? You know, actually, my point here, what I really like is, you know, last year it was kind of the same scenario, and uh, a 24-17 game broke out. But there yeah. is all the numbers, all the numbers, if you look into this game, are pointing for this over. So, I, you know, I, I have no problem with that over for the listeners out there. I also happen to think today, and this, this is a Red River rivalry at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, you're, now I see the public's money is pouring in on Oklahoma. And I don't think so. I think Texas is going to give Oklahoma a big handle. When you really look into the Sooners' offense, you know, they really are average at best. I They do have the better quarterback, the more experienced quarterback, the transfer from Oklahoma over there, Trevor Knight. He does it with his feet. He does it with his arms. But when you really look at what Oklahoma brings to the table and what Texas is capable of on offense, you know, let them score, but I have a feeling the Longhorns are going to stick with them. It's up to 13 and a half now. I already got it in at 11 and a half. If you were going to give me more than a touchdown and a field goal, I like the Longhorns to cover. Yeah, Longhorns are 7 3 and 1 in the last 11 meetings between Oklahoma and them, man. So they certainly know what the hell they're doing there. But, uh, Derek, there's totals at 73. Eric, we don't see this in the Red River rivalry, man. You go back. You want to go, go back as far as you want to go. You're not going to find anything over 60. I don't care how far back you go, man. Uh, you, you're not going to see totals in, in the 60s. I, I don't know if Vegas is really tipping their hand here and just saying, you know what, we expect a ton of points. Uh, you all should too. 73 is a monster total, Eric. That's not like, you know, that's not even a game in the 30s. Someone's going to have to hit 40 there for this to really come in, man. And I, I'm sorry. I think they both will. Uh, man, I, I like this total. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of 73 with these two. And uh, to see a number like this in, in a game where you don't see the, this kind of number too often, you know, just like we mentioned with Syracuse in my first show, you don't see Syracuse totals the way they were. It was extremely high, and you nailed it, man. And that was a great pick at the time. 
Man, you know, I doubted it then, but I, I don't doubt this one, Eric. I, I, 73 points I don't think is enough, even though it's a damn high number. I, so you're taking Texas to cover, and I'm going to take the over here. Is that what we're doing? That's what it sounds like to me. You know, I like your paper maker. I'm not arguing with it. The numbers definitely point that way. Um, you know, that line, that, that over-under hasn't fluctuated much. Obviously, the public money is pouring in uh, for Oklahoma right now. But, uh, you know, it's, I like your pick, and I'm pretty – Pretty confident that Texas is going to give it their all for Coach Strong. I think him taking on that defense is going to help a little bit, enough to keep him close. And, uh, yeah, once again, man, you know, I know you haven't been impressed with Oklahoma, and I'm kind of seeing why the more I look into their numbers. I think the over and Texas to cover are two great picks right there for our listeners. What do you, what do you mean I don't like Oklahoma's coaching, man? I've, I've talked about Bob Stoops plenty around here. and. Uh... That's for you, Bob. That's for you, Bob Stoops. Cause you're—I don't know if you're gonna have a job much longer, my friend. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I think that's one of the most historical things like ever. Eric. <laughs> I love it, man. What about that? First, what about the first half total here, Eric? Well, I mean, do you, do you think they're gonna come out? I personally think they're gonna come out of the gate pretty quick, man. I don't see why. I mean, this, this first half total is only thirty-seven. Um, twenty seventeen. In the first half of this game, I mean, I know it sounds like a lot, Eric, but uh, that sure seems tempting, man. Thirty-seven and a half doesn't really seem like that much to me, but uh, seventy-three points. I, I, I'm going to take the over, man. You're going to take Texas to cover that thirteen and a half, even though it moved. Yeah, why? Why is the public counting this, Eric? I mean, Eric, when the line's already ten and a half, and you think to yourself, well, they, they already gave me the hook. I don't even need to buy that. And now the public says, well, now I, I, we love Oklahoma enough to move this line up three points, and now you're going to have to maybe buy it to fourteen. I mean, are you even considering buying it to 14 and putting it in the combo type thing? Because I know you like doing that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I really think in a case like this, there's a lot of misinformation on, you know, just people that like to throw in picks, and there are a lot of them. You know this. And those types yep. of people can with those lines. I, I, I'm wondering how many of the public actually, when they go and look into this game, if they don't look into it and they just look at it on the board, they actually think this game is in Oklahoma, which it is not. It is in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, that crowd's going to be split half and half of burnt orange and red. So, you know, that could be a reason. But, uh, you know, then again, man, it, Texas has been just so bad on defense that, uh, I, I, you know, the public probably thinking Oklahoma's going to have their way with them. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Oklahoma's sure been giving up a lot of points, too. I mean, they just gave up 46 to TCU last week. So, you know, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with uh, Texas doing that cover. I think they can control the rock, run the football, and – I like their overpack. I think they're both going to score. Nice, man. Nice, man. Well, obviously, uh, we may have a, a weather game here that could be affected by all this Matthew stuff. Of course, there have already been a couple postponements. Uh, there's a postponement today, and uh, two or three games for tomorrow have already been canceled. Obviously, I mean, Hurricane Matthew is ripping down, that, ripping down the south right now. So, that hurts, man. They're expecting a good chunk of rain, and uh, it, we're going to talk about Virginia Tech, North Carolina around here. We haven't brought either one of these two teams up yet, and there's some stuff, stuff to discuss here, man. I know Carolina comes in at one-and-a-half-point favorites and a 58 on the board with a total. There it is, another game that uh, this is this is kind of – I mean, I, I, I kind of know where I'm going here because if anybody who's looking at the results of these two teams this year and you're not seeing something like 58, 59 on the board and, and you're a handicapper, well, uh, how do you not take this over? I, I mean, it's almost impossible to point anybody to any other play here, Eric. But what the hell is North Carolina doing, man? They score at will, and they don't stop anyone, man. Well, what, what are you supposed to do with North Carolina total? 
I am all over that total with you. I can't believe it's at 58. I wonder if the public or, or just the odd makers don't understand exactly what Virginia Tech's doing over there. But uh, the last time I looked, uh, their quarterback over there is having a pretty good year. I don't see why they're not going to be able to move the football. Gerard Evans has 13 touchdown passes to one pick. They're coming off a bye week. We know that North Carolina can't stop anybody. It was a great game last week. Congratulations to them for that long field goal kick and, you know, taking that early lead, which they needed against Florida State. Trubisky is as advertised. I mean, I personally watched a lot of that game last week. I mean, he's completing 76% of his passes. He's also got 13 touchdowns and an interception in his last 240 attempts. I mean, I these are two efficient rifle bin over there. I don't see why 58. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh man, that's great. Anytime you can bust that out, man, we gotta love that. We we have we yeah, for anybody who doesn't know who that is, uh, Eric, you want to tell everybody who that is? <laughs> Playoff? Playoff? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, we love Mr. Mora. I mean, you know, it's Oh, Coach Moore was fun. That's one of the best post-game speeches ever, man. You and I, we do that all the time. I, you know, I, uh, just all the time we do that for each other. You have no idea how much fun Eric and I have with that. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, 58 here. Huh? Uh, I, I don't even think we need to discuss this game any further, people. Uh, put the over on the board. I, I, I don't see I, – I, can the weather, Eric, is the weather going to be a little bit of a factor? I mean, do you think it's just – too easy? I mean, sometimes if you think to yourself, why does this look so easy? I mean, why isn't it 64? Shouldn't this total be 64, 61 at least? I mean, 58, 58, I think they can pull this off. I'm surprised it's not in the 60s, honestly. And this line hasn't moved all week either. I mean, it was 58 on Sunday when it came out, and it's 58 now. Why didn't this total move? How come no one's playing this total? Do you think people are just overlooking it and not thinking – Thinking of the old school Virginia Tech, like, oh, man, this team doesn't score. They always have those issues. This isn't the same Virginia Tech team anymore, people. A lot more, lots different of a scenario going on. Yeah, you know, and I noticed on a lot of boards, too, in the last couple of days, the over has, you know, the total has been off the board. I, I don't know if it's maybe they're thinking there's going to be a lot of rain that's coming or maybe, maybe just, uh, you know, a lot of the public is kind of taking a better look at Virginia Tech. I mean, they've only allowed 17 points. In the last two games, you know, besides the the big blowout loss, you know, when they played in uh, in Bristol there, you know, they haven't given up more than 17. They held a pretty good offense at ECU down to 17. But, uh, you know, Liberty and BC really don't count to me as uh, two really potent offensive teams. So, I think North Carolina is – we know what they can do. I mean, North Carolina has been putting points up since they took the field this year. I, the 48, 56, 37, 37, even their loss to Georgia, they had 24. I don't see why they're not going to score here. I think that over is for the taking. Yeah. Even even though the under is 8-1 the last nine meetings, uh, you know, <laughs> between the teams, that, that's a, but like I said, man, this is a to- totally different dynamic in Virginia Tech now than there has been the last uh, 21 years. And, you know, obviously North Carolina can, can do anything they want to anyone they want, and now they're at home to boot. I mean, this is Virginia Tech's first road game of the year, man. They, they haven't left uh, Blacksburg all year. So this is going to be, uh, you know, a little bit more of a challenge. And they haven't had to leave their friendly little confines over there yet. So this is a little bit more of a challenge. I mean, I, I think the weather could obviously be a factor here. I mean, it certainly looks like it might be 
But, uh, you know, I'm surprised they didn't call this game. It was just like that Florida State-Miami game that we're going to be talking about later, too. I'm still kind of surprised they're playing these games, man. There's, there's a lot of nasty weather still going on out there. I mean, I guess they have to play them. You know, they're on the schedule. But this, is, this weather is going to affect a lot of games, man. Yeah, you know, and, and it, there, it, a lot of it could be the weather that's going to – I mean, we obviously know Hurricane King Nappy, you know, is ravaging that central coast right now. And obviously there is going to be a lot of, you know, fall off even farther in coast there with the rain. And that, that very well could be a reason. It could be a wet thing. But, you know, once again, that gets us into that whole conversation about, you know, does the rain make for an over? Does the rain make for an under? And, you know, rainmaker, I'm just telling you right now, after all the discussion and all the years we've discussed it, I really haven't been able to nail down whether rain makes for an over or under, so I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm going to go with what I know, and that's two quarterbacks that are taking the field that have a combined 26 touchdowns and two picks against two defenses that are not that impressive, or at least Virginia Tech, who hasn't proven to me with a decent team yet they're that impressive. I'm taking that over. Yeah. And we're talking about a, you know, We're talking about a game here where someone's in the 30s and someone's in the 20s. I'm taking it. Yeah, I mean, you can be still at 33 to 28, and you're still getting your money. So, yeah, man. I like, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and I mean, so. North Carolina is full of confidence. That was a big win last year. I mean, this Trubisky kid is making a claim for his shot at the Heisman, too. I mean, granted, I think we know Lamar's amazing. He's going to probably, if he stays healthy, take it. But, uh, you know, you got to see him play last week. He, he's a hell of a football player. He really is. I look forward to seeing a little more of Gerard Evans, and uh, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of both of them. Yeah, I agree, man. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, if you can beat Pitt and Florida State and do it in that fashion, man, I mean, they put up 74 points between the two of those teams. So, uh, yeah. Uh, of course, everyone's jacking up Florida State this year, taking advantage of that sit of a defense that they have, which is I, I can't believe I'm actually saying that. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Let's turn to Kyle Field first. Yeah. There's another yeah, big game going on. I got, I got some interesting Go points to bring up in that game, really. You know, uh, Florida State's had to see some tough, Tough quarterbacks, probably the yeah. three best, one of the three best quarterbacks in the country so far this season. And, you know they've had Trubisky, they've had Lamar, and uh, you know the kid over at Ole Miss is pretty good too. So that defense is, uh, yeah, they've been lit up, but uh, they've been lit up probably by you know three of the top five quarterbacks in the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Number ten in Ole Miss is doing his job, certainly, man. And uh, yeah, we're both going to take that over. So. Uh, I, I mean, whether or not, whatever it is, uh, that uh, 58's on the board, people, so uh, you know, feel free to put that out there. Um, Eric, we got to move to Kyle Field, man, because there's another big game going on this weekend with Tennessee and Texas a and man. Oh, man. Oh, there we go. Oh, God. 5-0. 5-0. I mean, this is uh, – how do you – how much bigger in the SEC is you get than this? Uh, obviously, the Alabama game with Arkansas – that's, you know, we're going we're gonna to discuss that a little bit later, too. That's another good game here. But two 5-0 and teams going at it. Kyle Field there. Two defenses that uh, played pretty well, man. Uh, I, oh, my God. Uh, you, just, you are not seeing these two defenses getting jacked up by anybody. You know, granted, you want to talk about who they played and all that. Uh, okay, fine. But, uh, my God, man, not many points being scored against either of these two teams right now. Yeah, you know, and if Miles Garrett returns for that uh, physical, and I mean, how many times have we watched the in this year and said, wow, those kids are physical? And they are, you know, and now with Miles Garrett uh, expected to play, yeah, he's banged up, but uh, he's a big boy. I'll tell you what, holy cow, it's going to be tough sledding. in Tennessee, uh, what's the deal with these guys? I mean, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde all in the game. They, you know, they did it again. They sleepwalked through the first half of football games. 
and all of a sudden Josh Scott wakes up and he's old Josh Scott. Well, he better be careful pulling that against Texas A&M this week because I'll tell you what, the Aggies are for real. They are balanced on both sides of the football, man. Yeah. You get down to them by 14 at home at Kyle Field and that crowd and all that stuff, man, yeah. Getting back oh, into boy, the game. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to have any of that, man. Um, obviously, are we concerned about Hurd? Uh, he's doubtful for Tennessee, man, and that's obviously a concern. If Mr. Hurd's not in that lineup for Tennessee, oh, boy, that's going to that, – that's going to uh, – oh, my God, man. I, what's Dobbs going to do without Hurd in that backfield, Eric? Yeah, you know, he went out for the second half of that game against Georgia, and I heard him considerably. I mean, yeah, they ended up winning the game on the Hail Mary toss, and – and uh, probably should have had it won, and, you know, instead they allowed that touchdown toss to Georgia. But their offense mm-hmm. really struggled without, without him in the lineup, and it makes them mm-hmm. just one, even more one-dimensional because now you can just really spy on Dobbs because, you know, he runs the ball. So, again, it's like you mentioned, there's two pretty decent defense on the field, and I recommended the under, and now you're going to take her off the field. I really kind of like that under. Nice, man. Yeah, you wrote this up on uh, GetMoreSports.com, of course, and that under is sitting there right on your board, man. I, I can't really uh, disagree with you here. Where, where are these points going to come from, especially in the first – if this first half goes the way all these Tennessee first halves have gone this year, that really makes you just feel comfortable, although obviously they've hit their total three of the five – three of their five games that's gone over. But uh, those are pretty low numbers, too. None, none of those were – you know, you're looking at 51, 42, 52 – we did see a couple of 57s and 58s here, but we're talking about Ohio and Appalachian State. So, you know, and obviously those came in under it. But, uh, yeah, man, this is tough. And obviously, I mean, we're obviously not expecting any weather to be involved here. It's going to be decent, and we know that. So that's helpful. I mean, this, this shouldn't be a game affected by any weather. But, uh, yeah, the way, for, for Tennessee, for that, for the way that went down, man, I, that was awesome, Eric. I'm sorry, man. I mean, that, that was like the first big – like, holy shit moment of this season so far. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, with, of all those, all these crazy endings that we've had, we haven't had a, a ton of crazy endings this year. For me, that's like the first one that was just like, oh, my God. We finally had, like, that moment. I was like, oh, wow. You know, we haven't, I haven't seen too many Hail Marys end games this year yet. Yeah, that was amazing to have, you know, two touchdowns scored in the last 20 seconds. I mean, that was impressive. It was really fun yeah. to watch. Uh, you know, and – like I said, that Tennessee probably, you know, with that huge defensive breakdown there at the end of the game, they probably had the game one anyway, so justice was served. Uh, you know, Georgia just doesn't impress me, but then again, Georgia shows up when you don't expect them to. I mean, you know, they can't they can't barely beat Nichols, and here they go. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's Tennessee is also that kind of that kind of a team, and that kind of really concerns me here. But uh, the seven point spread to me is just enough to have that touchdown yeah. to where that could be a push. I like to stay away from that. And that's why I erred on the side of the under here. A&M is a classic physical defense that does bends and not breaks. They are great in the red zone. They're limiting teams to about two touchdowns a game. And really, if you look at Tennessee, they have kind of steadied the ship over there. They're, they're under – they're probably over the midpoint in all the their defensive categories, and they're only giving up about three touchdowns a game too. So I could definitely, uh, I could definitely see this game, you know, somewhere in the twenties. Each team in the twenties there, coming towards the end of the fourth quarter. I do. I like the under fifty-seven. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, the last ten times Texas A&M has taken the field, the unders come in nine of those times. So I can't blame you, man. I mean, it happened all. 
finish out last year under 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 all day, and now this year again uh, we're talking about what uh, four out of five. Okay, yeah, man, that's a great pick. I, 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 yeah, this, this this side is tough, man. That that's seven points. So many people are going to get sucked into taking the Tennessee's like that 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 team that man. How much momentum does that Hail Mary really going to give them going towards you know going into Texas and Kyle Field, man? That, that's no easy place to play, Eric. And like you said, I, I, obviously we all know what happened last year. Oh, last time these two met, and that was about uh, ten years ago. So no one cares. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, this is crazy, man. It's, it's actually weird that, that these two haven't met in this long of a time. I mean, it's Texas and Tennessee, Eric. I mean, I know it's A and M, whatever, but uh, these two haven't played in eleven years. I, I was, I was straight. I, I, I couldn't believe I saw that stat. They haven't met in eleven years. How is that? Yeah, you know, with A and M, you know, just just basically still being a new addition to the SEC. I think that's a huge reason. It's still kind of baffled me that it's been that long. It really has. You know, another point, too, that's, off, that's kind of back on the subject we were talking about is I know you're a real first-half type of guy here. And, uh, you know, I also recommended the article, and I'm recommending to the listeners right now, you know, there would be nothing wrong with taking A&M to be up a touchdown at halftime here. Every single game this year, Tennessee has started slow. I don't see why they won't start slow again. This is one of the toughest places to play in the country. It seems like it, they have to get smacked around a little bit before they come out in the second half and wise up. And I could see that happening, and I really could. I believe you're going to have to have A&M by a touchdown. It's minus seven, so I'm sure that halftime, uh, A&M yeah. by halftime is going to be four. But, uh, you know, I also yeah. recommend that play to the – yeah, why not take advantage of these slow starts? I mean, until they prove to me they can come out, and play like they do in the second half and the first half, I'm putting that yeah. first half, yeah, I'm taking personally myself the Aggies to cover the first half. Yeah, I'm getting four and a half, man. Yeah, why? That's a nice play too, man. All right, so what? So you're looking at the under and the uh, first half cover for the for the home game here? I am. That's what I like, Rainmaker. Nice, man. I like it, man. Let's move on. Florida State, Miami, man. Another game I didn't think they were going to be able to play, and uh, apparently Miami really didn't get as jacked up as everybody thought they were going to get, and they're playing this game, Eric. I I really did not expect them to be playing this game, man. Yeah, you know, the the hurricane hit, and they hit hit yesterday basically down there. And, you know, I mean, there were 100 and some mile an hour winds, and it was horrible, and it's it's moved its way up the coast, and people are filtering back in. It looks like the game's a go. Um you know, Miami by three right now as it sits. Uh, some books is two and a half. That's a little debatable for a lot of people. I Florida State's faced a lot of good talent this year on the offensive side of the ball. Brad Kaya hasn't still proven to me, and I'm a Hurricane fan, we know this, that he is all that in a bag of chips for his senior year. What impresses me about the Hurricanes is that young defense, and they really are moving around and moving to the ball. It should be a fun game to watch. I mean, you know, these two like to get it on. We've had we've seen some wild games in the past. It's usually a field goal football game, and that's why I jumped on it early. And when I wrote the article, I recommended Florida State. It was three and a half. I see the public's going my way, and that's down now. Yeah. It's uh, it's a straight field goal, man. And you're thinking about taking Florida State here. Now I know they won six in a row against Miami and seven in the last eight. We know this, and 
it's certainly not the Miami Hurricanes of old like we like. I know you're used to it. I know you miss those old teams, man, with Ray Lewis and all those maniacs over there. Eric and I go back a lot further than a lot of people think, man. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we remember when Ray Lewis was wearing the Miami uniform. That's how far back we go. <laughs> so yeah, man. I, you know, this is this is tough, Eric. That's that Miami defense is probably the best unit on this field for uh, of all four units, man. Uh, how do you fade Miami at home? Who's only given? All right, okay. I, I I got that they haven't played a damn soul yet. Okay, to Florida State, yes, they played some teams, man. But uh, you know, <laughs> losing like that the last last weekend, like you mentioned, and getting absolutely smacked around by Louisville like that. Yeah, South Florida. Okay, um, man. Why 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 would you take Florida State here to cover that? Why? Well, number one, I, it's not that I I don't have respect for Miami defense. Like I've seen them play a couple times this year. And they are fast, and they are physical, and they are good. They do fly to the football. But let's also keep this in perspective here, okay? <laughs> yes, they're number two in the country in scoring defense. They're giving up nine points a game. But the Hurricanes did that against three FBS teams that are ranked between 89th and 118th in total offense in the country. Completely opposite of what Florida State has basically faced this year. I do think quality of opponents matter. I know you do, Rainmaker. And that's a huge reason it's not so much the dominance Florida State's had over Miami. Both teams bring it when they bring it. But, uh, you know, I really think that these losses have seasoned Florida State. I don't expect Florida State to lose again this year. But once again, they are a slow-starting football team, and you can get the Hurricanes by a field goal here at halftime. That's something that uh, our listeners might want to jump on also. Florida State, they get it again. They were down 21 nothing at halftime to North Carolina. Yep, I love that play, man. Miami, first half. And then do you realize what that line is, man? We're talking about a point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, point, man. Bet, three, bet 365 and five times and, and all that kind of stuff all have one. <laughs> There's even some sites that have minus half, not even a damn full point, man. I'm seeing William Hill and, and all these other inner tops actually has Minus half, man. All they have to do is have a lead at that time, and you're going to get paid for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I, that's my pick of this game. You stole it right out from under me, man. With all these slow starts in Florida State and a defense, that is an absolute sieve, man. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that defense is horrible. Uh, and I, I got that they played some pretty decent teams, man. They look like they are on a completely different playing level than everybody else right now, and they're clueless. So you want to figure it out against Miami on the road? Man, go ahead and try and figure it out on the road in Miami. Uh, yeah, I, I love that first half player. You're going to give me a, a, a point or uh, whatever it's going to be. Uh, I imagine we're going to get a point, point and a half when it comes down to where we are at Diamond Sportsbook because that's pretty much where we make play most of our action. And uh, they'll probably have a point and a half on the board. And I'm, I'm going to take that. I, 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 if, my, if Miami's not going to have a halftime lead and, and Florida State's going to keep coming out like this, yeah, man, I, I, I love that play. First half, Miami, great call, Eric. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, I also have Florida. Now, remember – I have Florida State on the board, but I have them at three and a half. And you know me and my half points. Yeah, I, I, do. I do think Florida State's going to come out in the second half. I think they're going to play some great football. I think they're going to get right back in the game if they're out of it. I don't see Miami being overall a field goal better. I'll take that half a point. But it sounds like, and it's not going to go back the other way, that uh, if you weren't on that early, you just missed out on that half point. If that was the case for me, I would be taking the first half play with Miami for sure. Oh, man. All right. All right. Uh, Eric, we've got another big game to discuss, so uh, let's move on here, man. Are you, are, you, are you content with your play there and you ready to move on or what? 
<laughs> I am ready to move on, man. I I'm having a great time. We got a couple, you know, we got a, we got a pretty big game here to discuss. I mean, uh, wow, okay. the Crimson Tide are, head, are heading to hog country. So, uh, what does it get any better than that? I mean, wow. Razorback Stadium, man, and uh, night game to boot. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and totally disrespected, by the way, with the fourteen. Some sites have fourteen and a half, thirteen and a half, fourteen, somewhere in there. Obviously, two touchdowns, the two touchdowns, and forty-eight. Eric. Um, I, I just said forty-eight, Eric. All right, listen. Man. <laughs> I, I get what Alabama's defense is all about, man. You know, I, I get it. Yeah, I think we all know about it, what they've done, how they've done it, and what they've had in place over there for the last 10 years. Okay, great. Man. Listen to me. <laughs> You're going to Arkansas, man. Do you – Do you? I, what, what on God's earth is the line center doing again now? I'm playing a 48, of course. I, I like a 48. It looks great. I just do it. Drunk again, man. And the last time the line center was drunk, he blew it, although it took overtime, and we loved it. <laughs> but, man, I'm sorry, man. Arkansas is going to score on this defense, and Arkansas is going to score more than people think, Eric. Do you not see Arkansas putting up 23 points? I could see that completely. You know, Arkansas is not afraid of Alabama. They almost had them beaten Fayetteville back in 2014, if you remember. And, you know, you really take a look at their running back, Raleigh Williams. He's having a heck of a year. And he's ran the ball over 100 times for over 559 yards and four scores. And, you know, Mr. Austin Allen, their signal call over there, has got 1,200 yards on 94 completions, 12 touchdowns and two picks. They're pretty efficient and balanced offense. I understand it's Alabama. But, hey, man, these are the Razorbacks. That place is going to be electric. They're big-time underdogs at home. I can see them putting up 21 to 28 points. And, uh, you know, their defense over there has been struggling. Alabama's got quite the talent themselves. Jalen Hurts has been just awesome for Alabama. I love that over. I love that over. And I I, I like, hey, big suey, man. I like Arkansas to cover. Yeah. uh, Man. This is tough, Eric. I mean, uh, what can Austin Allen? What what can Austin Allen really do against Alabama? See, I mean, that, that's that's a little bit of a concern here. As much as I think they're going to be able to put up twenty three points, Austin Allen doesn't have a ton of experience, Eric. Um, he just doesn't have a ton of experience outside of this year. So you know, he still has a lot to prove. And obviously, with Alabama coming to town, he's going to have that opportunity this weekend to prove that he's uh, you know been worth the wait. So uh, we'll have to see, man. I, I do think Arkansas is going to find a way to put up 20-something points here, but, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Alabama from doing anything that they want, man. I'm sorry. I, I see this game as like a, a 37-23 type of game. I, I see 60 points here. I, I, don't, I don't know where the hell 48, but what, why, where, and how. Because Alabama is going to have a ton of success on, on Arkansas defense, man. A ton of success on Arkansas defense, man. I'm telling you, man, I, I, Alabama's team total is easily going to come in, and I'm taking this over, man. But as soon as I see the Alabama team total come out, I'm banging on that, and I'm banging that over too, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. There's no way Arkansas can stop Alabama for 60 minutes. They couldn't stop them for three minutes, much less 60, man. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, I love that over under pick, man. I really do. I actually have that in at 48. 
I, I can't believe it's at 48. I think that they have it at 48 because they think Alabama's defense is going to stifle Arkansas. I think Arkansas uh, is going to surprise a lot of people. I do yeah. agree with you 100%. I think that Alabama is going to get their share of points, but I don't <laughs> think they're going to beat them by 14. I really don't. I think this score is going to be something like 35-23. I like yeah. Arkansas, and if the closer this game stays, the more confidence they're going to get. I really think Arkansas, and, you know, it's only half a point if somebody wants to buy that up to 14 and a half, get it at minus 120, minus 125. I'm not scared. Fortune favors the ball. I like the Razorbacks to cover, and I like the over. Yeah, I mean, Alabama is not missing a single player, man. Everybody who has a uniform in their locker is going to be on that field for that team, man, and that's pretty nice. You know, when you can head Oh, yeah, man. When you can go on the road with a healthy spot and you, oh, by the way, are the best team in the country. Yeah, sorry, man. Alabama team total and that over all day, Eric. All day and three ways from Sunday. Ah, man, 48. Ah, 48, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> I can't believe people don't think Arkansas is going to move the football. I was, I'm, interested to see what the, I'm, I'm interested to see what the Arkansas team total is here. Uh, yeah. I saw um, You know, they just lined up against a first stout A&M defense the other day. Uh, they did pretty well over there, too. Yeah, once again, yeah. it was a bend and break. A&M had a couple really decent plays down in the red zone to keep them field goals. Arkansas could have 30-some points on that defense. I mean, they have some athletes. They have receivers that are catching the football. They got a quarterback. He's 12-2. and two. Efficiency with, you know, touchdowns to picks. They got a running back that's got over a hundred carries. Something Alabama has not done this year. I mentioned in the article that they're, you know, their second leading rusher is a quarterback this year. Saban's kind of switched up because Hurts has been such a multi-talented, you know, player out of there. But uh, yeah, it's Arkansas and Alabama, and Arkansas loves to have Alabama come in here. They were Alabama's favorite much more two years ago when they came into Arkansas. Arkansas about beat them so. You know, like I said, fortune favors the ball. If you're not that bold, you can always buy that 14 and a half if you're not sure. But, uh, yeah, man, dead locked on that over. over. That's ridiculous. 48. I I just, I can't believe it. They could have 30 at halftime. Oh, man. And obviously the last time Arkansas beat Alabama at home was 2006, but, uh, yeah, they played a couple of close games, and there's been a couple of blowouts. I mean, uh, you know, how do you really justify any of that stuff? I mean, you talk about 14, 13, 52, nothing, 24, 20, 49, 14. So, uh, you know what? Alabama's taken care of business the last four times they've been there. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think everyone out there is kind of convinced that we're both on this over. I, I expect plenty of points here. I'm sorry. And the Alabama team, so like, when I, as soon as I see that come out, I, I'm banging it now. Banging it. Sorry. Banging it. <laughs> All right, Eric, it's time. Are, are you ready? Like, are you ready for the for the honorable mention segment of this show? Because this is something that we love, man. I, you know, I, I know we all, both of us did pretty well with our honorable mentions last week, man. Um, I'm going to let you start. I started last week with the honorable mentions, and then we'll do the dog. So I'm going to have you start with your honorable mentions, and uh, you turn it over to me, and I'll cover my honorable mentions, and then we'll do our dog. Okay. You know, uh, some of the things that really stuck out on the board to me, this weekend, I, I I couldn't believe it on some of these games, and I, and I don't know exactly where Vegas is going with some of this stuff. I don't know necessarily why the public hasn't moved it certain ways. Uh, 
But the first one that stood out to me was Colorado, USC. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that because USC in the second half woke up against Arizona State that everything is all better over there now, huh? Because I'll <laughs> tell you this, Colorado is still the team that we talked about when they lost their quarterback up at halftime in Michigan. Now, yes, they never recovered for that second half. They got beat, but they turned around, went on the road, and one of the toughest places to play in Oregon. Granted, Oregon isn't the beast that they have been, but still Oregon. They handled their business, and now they're going on the road, and they're getting five and a half. I jump in it. <laughs> no. I, I love that pick. I think right now, you heard it here, I think Colorado's going to beat USC. Now, I did, the other one that stood out was Iowa heading to Minnesota. Well, Iowa has done anything but impress me this year. Minnesota is a senior-leading team, and they are at home. I couldn't believe that they were underdogs. So I put them in as an underdog to straight out win. The line has switched now. Obviously, the public uh, looked into that game a little more. Now they're uh, one and a half, maybe two-point favorites on some of the boards. I like Minnesota to cover that. I like Minnesota to win outright against Iowa. I think Iowa's struggling. You know, you've been talking about how you're not impressed with the coaching at Iowa. You you thought that he might actually be in a little bit of trouble this year. I told you, no, he's going to be fine. Well, boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, despite the you yeah, you know, they might have blew their wad last year. I, I don't know what's going on. We're going to have to find it out. Um, the other the other one that really stands out to me, and it's off the boards on some books and it's out on some, so it depends if you can get it or not. But I love the Notre Dame, North Carolina State over 58. I, <laughs> I mean, guys I, I, I don't even have to go into that. Just go take a look at how North Carolina plays football games and just go take a look. At Notre Dame, it, these the matchups favor the offense in this game. I love that over 58 is what I got it at. I see it's down to even 57 now. Yeah, if I'm the mm-hmm. listeners out there, you might want to jump in it there too. That's to me, that's a steal pick. It really yeah. is. Yeah. That's it for you. Yeah, those are the three that I really like. You know, I do. Wow. There's a little. Yeah, there's another honorable mention I'm going to throw out there. I love the Southern Miss over 56 against Texas San Antonio. I just really do. There you go. There you go. There you go. I mean, you know, that's because you know what you're doing, Rainmaker. You know, it's a great pick to have. I think, especially with that game, you know, being where the Roadrunners like to play that dome, we've seen them show up and play really hard against Arizona State. This is not. You know, Arizona State, I get it. Southern Miss is going to put up plenty of points. Uh, they're giving up points. I like that over 56. I, I, I definitely think that's worth a play. Nice. Nice. All right, let me turn to my honorables because uh, I have a few more. And, uh, yeah, like, and you know them because, like, you know, you and I speak all day, all the time, every all the time. Um, before we came on the air, yesterday you and I spoke about that Southern Miss UTSA game, and I was like, dude, what's San Antonio and Southern Miss going to do to each other? Who the, who the hell set that total at 55, man? I, yeah, so obviously you got to that before I did on the air here, but, uh, you know, as you know, both of us both of us absolutely fell in love with that pick last night and 
we're definitely putting that on our board together. I mean, my God, who the hell? 55, shut up. Just stop. Um, uh, Old Dominion, man. I didn't, I didn't tell you about this one. I, I, I always like to put one play on here that you don't know I'm going to mention, so I want to see what you're going to say about it, man. Old Dominion, first half, minus five versus UMass. I know you're all over this UMass team. I know you've been on – You've been, you've been praising them, and you, I know you took them as, as your dog and, uh, a couple of weeks ago here on the show. I'm sorry, man. Old Dominion's healthy again. Yeah, you did, man. Old Dominion's healthy again. I like what they're, I like what they're putting out on the field right now, man, and I think Old Dominion's going to have a touchdown lead at halftime, man. What do you think of that? Wow. Wow, that's, wow. that's pretty wow. great. That's great. Well, senior football team, uh, yeah. they, they, they can move the ball on offense. Uh, they are going to a scrappy Massachusetts ball club. Uh, you know, good yep. luck, man. Good luck, I, you know, good yep. luck with that. I, you know, with me, with Massachusetts, it's enough to scare me off, but I could easily see it happen. I think they are more efficient on the offensive side of the ball there. So, uh, yeah, good mm-hmm. luck. Yeah, let's talk about something that you touched on last week, man, because, you know, last week you took the Eastern Michigan as your, as your big dog. They came out right and won, and this week they're getting 17 at home against Toledo. And this game is going to be 76 to 75, man. Why are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, there's going to be so, this over 69, Eric. I think they're both going to hit it. I mean, my God. I can't believe Eastern Michigan's getting 17 at home, number one. I, and I can't believe that wasn't part of your honorable mentions, man. I mean, you took him as a straight-up dog outright last week, and they came through for you. And now you're looking at 17, and you're not. I know. I you know. I know you like. You, I know you like Toledo. I know Toledo's one of your. You know, you, you like that offense. Obviously, you know, yeah, I know, and I know you know what they can do. But uh, no chance in Eastern Michigan. No chance for Eastern Michigan getting 17. But tell me, tell, first, tell me about that, and then tell me you're taking this over with me because I know you gotta. Yeah, it's man, it's 18 and a half now. So uh, oh. yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. I, I don't know what happened to Toledo defense at BYU. Uh, those two defenses just fell asleep. Uh, they put up 88 points until then. <laughs> Toledo was great. Uh, then they weren't playing anybody really potent. I mean, Eastern Michigan should get some points there. I like the pick rainmaker. I'm not scared to put that in at all. I, I, I do. Yeah. I, that offense Toledo is, I mean, come on. They're going to get their points oh. on Eastern Michigan. So the question is, can Eastern Michigan get their points back? Yeah, they will. Uh, I'm sorry, man. 69, Eric. You're talking about what? what 42 to uh, at least 42 to 35 here. 42 to 31. I think Eastern Michigan's going to cover. I'm, I'm not going to put the 18 and a half on the board. I'm, I'm just shocked that you didn't put that on the board. I love that total, man. I uh, 69. <laughs> Shut up, man. That's ridiculous. All right, Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh, man. That over 53 and a half. What the hell is that? What 53 and a half, Eric? Georgia Tech, I, I, you know, we saw we, we both watched Georgia Tech last week. We know what their plan is, man. And it kind of gets annoying because they don't really have the offense to run that offense. That's weird, man. They don't have the players to run that offense, man. I really don't think that Georgia Tech has the guys that he needs to run that offense the way he wants to run it. And you can see they're struggling with it, man. Now you want to go to Pittsburgh and try and figure some of that stuff out? Good luck. Pittsburgh is going to destroy them. Uh, sorry, over 53 and a half. Pittsburgh is going to score 54 of those 53-and-a-half points. Guess what? There's your over. Thank you. Fresno State, Nevada, man. Oh, well, you want to say something? Go ahead, Eric. Uh, you know, I'm just going to try to mention uh, 
I know you like that over in Eastern Michigan, and, you know, I, I see why the numbers point to that, but I do want to let the listeners know out there that uh, the second quarterback for Eastern Michigan probably is not going to play in that yeah, game. Yeah, he probably. Yeah. So, you know, he's banged up. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, if he plays, yeah. I, I, I like your pick, really do. That's the reason why I haven't touched that over. I just don't know if the kid's going to play or so oh, I, I'm sitting off that one. Yeah, if he doesn't play, yeah, that's obviously going to be a concern. But he's he's, he's he's questionable. I mean, uh, and from what we're seeing, he actually is expected to play. He actually practiced this week, uh, Wednesday. So I, I think he's going to be there, man. We'll see what happens. I, I, I expect him to be there. That's why I expect uh, Eastern Michigan to be able to carry their side of the offense there, man. Um, yeah. Fresno State Nevada was about to mention uh, that 55 too, Eric. You know, I've been talking about Nevada all year. I, I banged so many first half Nevada plays this year. In their first three, I didn't touch it last week for some reason, and it didn't hit. And I was like, wow, what? how did I just know to lay off it for the first time? And, uh, yeah, that didn't hit. And now I'm not even going to worry about that again because Fresno State's going to come in here and score and score and, and then and then score. And, and then they're going to score again. Yeah, man, that 55 is hysterical to me. Uh, I'm sorry. You're telling me 28-27 with Fresno State and the volley can't happen? Yeah, uh-huh. Right. Um, Idaho. Louisiana Monroe, man, another total, 58, Eric. <laughs> Eric, I said 58 in the Idaho-Louisiana Monroe game. You've got to be off your rocker, man. These two are going to go crazy against each other, I, I, ballistically crazy. I love that total, man. Yeah, you, you're hearing me putting out totals. I have two more to put out there. Well, actually, I'll just put out one more because the other one's going to be part of my dog play. I got the last total I'm going to take this weekend is Maryland and Penn State, man. Another over. Yeah, I'm seeing points all around the country this weekend. I'm sorry, man. Maryland and Penn State on the same field. Uh, listen, I, you know, we all know Maryland. I want to see what Maryland can do when they go to Penn State. I, I think, you know, they, they have a little bit left to prove to me, man. And obviously, Penn State, uh, you know, they, they haven't been exactly all that solid either. 57 over there. Sold. I, I think there's going to be more than 57 points in Penn State, and then some, and then some. Well, Penn State's been a lot like Pitt this year. You know, uh, I think every one of their games have been hitting the overs. I, Maryland has some pretty, you know, impressive defensive statistics, but it's not really not against anybody that big either. I, Penn State's at home. Huh. I don't see why they're not going to get points there. Maryland's been doing huh. just fine on the offensive side of the ball. Penn State hasn't really stopped anybody. I, I could see that game hitting the over. Not, I like the pick, Rainmaker. Yeah, man. I mean, it's not like Maryland's playing uh, their, their their quarterback is a third linebacker like they were doing two, three years ago, Eric. I think we all remember that debacle over there when they were, their, 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 their third-string linebacker was playing quarterback for them. Oof, that was a good time. We enjoyed the hell out of that. You know we remember that. Um, dog play of the week, man. Bark at me, baby, because I'm going with my own team here. Syracuse in the house, going out money line. I'm sorry, man. Wake Forest is going to do what against Syracuse? No. No. No, 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 no. Syracuse, outright, orange, on the road, taking them down. I like that over, too, by the way. But I'm not going to put that in. I do like that over. I like so many overs today. I was just like, wait, I can't I can't put that one over, too, can I? But uh, I, I will say I do I do expect points in the Syracuse game. But I, I think Syracuse is going to find a way to get by them this weekend, Eric. That's my dog play of the week. Outright money line, even though they're only getting two and a half. Okay, fine. You know what? You keep your two and a half. I don't need them, man. Syracuse is going to walk in here and wait. Tell me about your dog of the weekend, man. Yeah, you know, I've already mentioned it. Uh, 
my I did have Minnesota as my dog of the weekend. Uh, they mm-hmm. it's just yep. uh, between now and then they're not a dog anymore. I'm kind of bummed about that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and I just wanted to throw out there to you too. You notice uh, we haven't talked about it, and I'm not going to throw it out there now. But uh, just between me and you, you see that uh, Texas Tech line's coming down. Hmm, I wonder why. Yeah, K State's mm-hmm. defense is for real. I think uh, yeah. West Virginia. You know, we've been talking about them and talking about them and talking about them, and look what uh, West Virginia figured out what we were talking about. But uh, I'm taking Colorado, man. I am with you. I don't think UCLA is all that. I don't know what exactly occurred in the second half of that football game against Arizona State. I don't think Arizona State's that dang good. I didn't think they were that good against the Roadrunners. I was surprised at hell that they got, you know, they kept Cal as close as they did. It didn't surprise me that USC handled them in the second half, but this is an Arizona State. Uh, again, this is a salty, senior-laden Buffalo team here. They are tough. Okay, so they lost the second half in the big house. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. After their quarterback went out to an injury. We know how that affects ball clubs. That's the only stain on this team's resume this year, and they're going to a USC team that has been absolutely pounded on occasions. I mm-hmm. mean, you called it with Stanford. You called it with Ohio State. I don't understand why Colorado's not getting respect here. I don't last year it was a great game. I don't think Colorado's scared of them. I'm taking the Buffaloes straight out win on the road. Nice. Nice. nice, man. I like it. Um, you know, we never got to talk about Cal either, you know, going to Oregon State, Eric. But, you know, they're only favored by a touchdown at halftime, I believe. What the hell is Oregon State going to do when Cal comes to town, dude? Because, oh, shit, you don't want to even see Cal coming to town. Dude, this is not the right time for Oregon State to be hosting Cal, Eric. And the Cedar's first time total at seven is just like, are you out of your mind, man? Like, Cal's not going to have a seven-point lead at halftime. Shut your face. Just shut your face, you man. Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Seven. 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 Seven? Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I think Cal's going to walk in there and smack the beavers around like a little, little. Oh, the poor beavers have been struggling. I, I don't think uh, – I know Corvallis, and I know they like playing at home. And, I, I, I you know, I, I've always rooted for the beavers, man. You know, Oregon's getting all the love up there. But, uh, yeah, you've got to be kidding me. I mean – uh, have you seen what the Beavers have been letting up? Obviously you have, and now you're going to bring that maniac into the stadium, huh? Wow, I love that pick. I love that pick, by the way. I think it's a great pick, picker. I'm putting it on my board. I've been waiting for them first half to come out. They came out, yep. and I am all over it, yep. man. It's it seven or seven yeah, it could be seven or seven and a half. Yeah, it's not a problem. Um, they're gonna, they're, they should be up. They, they could be up twenty-one at halftime. Yeah, I mean seven, seven and a half, whatever you may get. Uh, I don't think it really matters, man. I, I, oh, that half point might take, kind of take me off that. Yeah, well, go ahead, let it take you. You can take it off all you want, man. Uh, I'll, I'll take off nothing. I, I leave California on the board. I'm not leaving them just sitting there because right? they're going to go in there and have a field day, man. We, we already know this. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we didn't even discuss that off the air. Like that never even came up between us. But as I'm just sitting there staring at the rest of the board before we get off the air here, I just want to say, why didn't we even mention Cal going to Oregon State? Man, this is not the same Beaver Club. 
and Cal's going to be just fine. I, I love that aspect. But, yeah, we'll get, let's go on that, Cal. First pass, minus seven or seven and a half. Yeah, I don't even care. Seven and a half is good enough. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I did mention the Iowa State game to you earlier today, Oklahoma State, 67. Uh, the big question there is Iowa State going to score. Uh, they seem to yep. be finding a way to score the last few games. It is 67. I, You know, I just don't – I'm going to stay off of that game. I don't know what it is. It's one of them deals that just bugs me. But I could see them scoring plenty of points there. And Iowa State getting 17, I would be – more than happy to buy that up to 17 and a half. You know, me and my half points in a parlay. Uh, just something for the listeners to think about out there. Nice. And uh, what now? I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Now, I know you put a bunch of games up on uh, Get More Sports.com this week. Um, Boise State is one of your games that's going to be taken, you know, that's going to be played later tonight. And, uh, you know, of course, we didn't get a chance to talk about any of that Friday stuff because we're going to be putting this podcast up here a little bit later than we usually do. And we were going to discuss some of these Friday games, but it got a little late. That uh, you know, just tell everybody a little bit about. But yeah, it looks like you have most of the six games that you have posted this week. You ended with the Tennessee Texas A and M game. Nice job, man. Look at that. And I love our I love our images over there, man. You're doing a great job with our images. That's that's great, man. You're, it's all your. Look at that. I love how that that college football page looks on Get More Sports right now. And of course, our podcast is going to be right on every page that you go to. You'll see the College Football Throwdown podcast, right with the Talk and Shoot podcast that just went up today. McGrell has another great, great, uh, great post up with Pacquiao coming back against Vargas. And I know you're interested in that because you're a big boxing guy yourself, man. You know we both are. What do you think about Pacquiao and Vargas coming back just, just, just quickly before we leave here? Man. Wow, you know, that's going to be great. You know, uh, my neighbor just uh, happens to be married to a Filipino lady, and they are Pacquiao crazy. I'll probably uh, – See if he wants to go in on that fight and sit over here and watch it. Uh, I think it would be great. You know, Vargas is a tough guy. Pacquiao's tough. I, I think it's it's about time. There's two fighters that I really would enjoy watching. Um, you know, not that Floyd Mayweather was in, probably the greatest fighter ever. It's just he's boring to watch to me. Uh, I think this would be great. I don't really think that there's any more fights out there that really interest the public. Besides, yeah. eventually when, uh, you know, the two big boys decide to square off, and we're going to find out what Golovkin's all about. But, uh, yeah, other than that, man, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's going to be a big UFC run all the way to the end of the year. McGregor's going to be fighting. Uh, Velasquez is going to be fighting. Weidman's going to be fighting. NASCAR's getting fired up. They're going to be in Charlotte this weekend. Uh, you know, this is going to be great. The chase is on over there. Truex is looking strong. He dominated this race better than any driver that's ever dominated a NASCAR race in NASCAR history last time they were here. So that should be really fun. Xfinity is going to be cruising around the same track. The trucks are off for three weeks, but uh, we got some nitro power on the quarter mile this weekend. It, it's another just a great baseball all over the board for people's enjoyment. I love playoff baseball. It's, it's just a smorgasbord of enjoyment. Yeah, man. Yep. Good, good, good time to be a sports fan, man. Of course, uh, like I told you at the top of the show, my wife and I are going to be sitting in Lambeau Field. And dude, we're sitting right above, right above where the Green Bay Packer players come out, man. We're sitting right above the tunnel. So Lisa and, obviously, Lisa and I are obviously going to be going crazy when the Packers come out and the Giants come out the other side. Of course, I'm a Giant fan. She's a Packer fan, so this is going to be a little bit of the, uh, Yeah, go ahead and say it, honey. Go ahead. Go Packers! 
<laughs> so yeah, how to get how to get the wife on the show quick too. <laughs> All right, Eric, man, big weekend for us, man. Good luck to you, of course, my friend, and uh, thanks so much for hanging out, man. I had another great show, man. Another great show. Hey, it's been a great show. It's always a pleasure. Love talking, you know, the lines, talking college football. It's what we do. Yeah. It's what we've been doing. It's what we're going to keep yeah. doing. Hey, just a shout out. Don't like to my own heart in here, but uh, we got 43 points at halftime in SNU Delta. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's because you know what you're doing, man. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking us out here on the Get More Sports College Football Throwdown. Eric and I are out of here. Uh, of course, I hope you make some use of all these plays that we handed out because you got a bunch of them. And, uh, yeah, Eric, man, you know what it's time to do, man. It's time to make it rain. Take it out.